Jesse and the crew return from disposing of Javon's body to find Tiffany standing in the barn doorway with a shotgun. Why is she untied? And how did she get a gun? Jesse asks Kevin wearily while never taking his eyes off of Tiffany. I gave it to her, Kevin replied. She says she's more comfortable with a shotgun than a handgun. Used to go hunting with a bastard father of hers. Go figure. All-American dad he is. Lousy piece of trash. Kevin continued to murmur as he adjusted Tiffany's grip on the end of the gun. Care to explain why you gave her a shotgun, Kevin? Jesse asked while watching Tiffany. If you must know everything at this very moment, there's been a change of plans. Join me, will you? Kevin said as he walked out the doorway with Tiffany and motioned to the men to join him inside. You two, girl, put that thing down. You're scaring the boys, he chuckled. Tiffany lowered the shotgun and they all insta-born to join Kevin. I have been made privy to some very sensitive information, Kevin began. The mayor is no longer our client. He and his wife are now the target. The reasons for the change are irrelevant, so don't ask. We will still be getting paid and we will be leaving this town tonight. None of those things have changed. Little Missy here says there's a safe inside the house with jewels and cash, and she knows the combination. You two, we the lookout at the property. Jesse, your job is to get to the safe and empty it as quickly as possible. The safe will be found in his office behind the boat painting. This is the combination. Kevin handed Jesse a piece of paper containing the combination. Laura Croft here is going to be with me, he said as he winked towards Tiffany. With a new plan in hand, the crew was set to go. They knew they had to move fast, get in and out before anyone suspected a thing. Tiffany still kept a copy of the house key on her key ring, and the property didn't have an alarm or pets, so entering was going to be a piece of cake. They each grabbed a loaded gun from the barn and piled into the van, all except Jesse. He was instructed to stay outside in order to open the barn door for the van to exit and then close and lock it afterwards. He was also denied a firearm to lessen the chances of any more accidental slip-ups. After closing the barn door, he ran to catch up with the van, opened the door, and hopped in like he always did. Only this time, he was sitting in the back passenger seat. Tiffany was riding shotgun tonight. As they drove deeper into town towards Tiffany's home, she thought back on the good times she had had with Javon. She remembered the bike rides to the creek and the late night talks until she fell asleep. He was loving and kind and everything she could have asked for. All these things, every day, up until that night. Why had he turned so vicious so suddenly? It just didn't make sense. What had happened to him? Her thoughts were interrupted by the vehicle coming to a complete stop. Kevin pulled up to the mayor's property around 4 a.m. If they followed the plan, they could be far out of town by 5. 
plenty of time before the sun rose and began to peek its head above the horizon. Enough time to avoid the crowing of the roosters that awakened the young farm boys to work. Plenty of time to lose any evidence trail that would lead anyone back to them. This put Kevin's mind at ease. He was ready. Kevin stopped and parked the van a few feet from the property's entrance. He, Tiffany, Jesse, and one of the other men exited. You've got to be kidding me, Jesse whispered as he pointed at Tiffany's feet. Her shoes were glistening from the starry nights. Kevin looked down and only uttered one word. Off. Tiffany quickly removed the sneakers and went to place them neatly on the floorboards on the passenger side. She came back to where they were gathered. Kevin shook his head in disbelief and asked her, Are you ready for this? If not, you can stay in the van and be a lookout until we return. No, I'm not staying behind. I'm ready for this. They deserve this. I deserve this. She said, straightening her back with confidence. They left one of the men to stay with the van while the other went with them to be their eyes and ears near the entrance. He was not to enter the house unless there was an emergency. Tiffany quickly and quite efficiently climbed a tree on the far side of the house to get a glance into the kitchen. She motioned to Kevin and Jesse that they were clear to enter. Kevin inserted the key into the lock and turned it to the right until he heard the lock unlatch. He returned the key to his inner coat pocket and grabbed the vertically attached door handle. He slid the door to the right very carefully not to make any loud or unusual sounds. He stepped into the corridor that led to the kitchen. Jesse followed. They left the door open for Tiffany to enter. Once in the kitchen, Kevin motioned to Jesse to go to the office and empty the safe. He would meet them back at the van. Tiffany joined Kevin in the kitchen and led him up the stairs to her parents' bedroom, shotgun by her side. As they rounded the top of the stairs, Tiffany motioned her head to the right to let Kevin know that was the correct room. Kevin stepped forward and placed his ear on the door. He listened intently for about 10 seconds. He looked back at Tiffany and placed his index finger over his mouth and nodded his head once. Tiffany nodded in agreement and then adjusted her hold on her weapon. She pulled the foreign back to load the chamber and got into firing position. Kevin moved his gun from his left hand and placed his right hand on the doorknob. He took a deep breath, gave Tiffany the final go signal, then began to turn the knob clockwise. He gives the door a gentle push open. Kevin's body appeared to fuse with the door as they moved as one element in unison. He slowly moved the door into a fully open position. This gave Tiffany a clear shot of her mother and father lying in bed. Without hesitation, her eyes zeroed in on her mother's face. She whispered, 
look at me. Then she gave the trigger a light squeeze. Her mother's eyes opened just as she applied the last bit of pressure to the trigger to release the bullet from its chamber. It landed right between her eyes, killing her instantly. Tiffany felt complete satisfaction. She was content with knowing her mother's last image would be that of her own daughter taking her life. This would be the image her brain would play over and over for eternity in hell. Tiffany was sure that was the place of her mother's next destination. Kevin wanted his kill to be more up close and personal. He swiftly moved into the bedroom and made his way to the mayor's bedside. He placed his gun firmly on the mayor's temple just as his wife's life was leaving her body. Kevin turned his eyes to Tiffany and said, give him a warning shot. Without speaking a word, Tiffany pumped the shotgun and fired a bullet into her father's stomach. He screamed out in agony. That's gotta hurt, huh? Kevin mocked. Couldn't hurt nearly as much as carrying around the weight and shame of your molesting piece of trash father, eh? He moved his gun from the mayor's temple to his groin area. I don't think you'll need this in the next life and pull the trigger. He let out an anguishing cry from the torture. I'm tired of his whining, Kevin stated. Finish him off, little Annie. And once more, Tiffany gave her gun a pump and released the final kill shot into her father's head, right between the eyes. Kevin leaned over his body and whispered, See you in hell. Kevin turned to walk out of the bedroom to meet Tiffany in the hallway. He was frozen mid-step by what his eyes were seeing. Tiffany had turned the shotgun on him. What are you doing, girl? He yelled out. Why? Why did you have to kill him? I loved him. He was the only person in the world who gave a damn about me. What are you talking about? Kevin pleaded. This was your plan. Not this piece of shit, Tiffany stated, pointing her gun at her father's body. Javon, you didn't have to kill him. She felt like she needed an explanation from someone. Too many life-changing things had occurred that night, and she was going to get an answer from someone about something. Javon was the only thing that mattered in my life, and you took him away from me, she stated. Listen, Kevin began. The boyfriend thing was an unfortunate accident, an accident from a trigger-happy maniac. He's working out some issues, but that's irrelevant. If I could take it back and bring him back, my darling, I would, but I can't. Kevin just stared at Tiffany, hoping she'd understand. So how about you lower your weapon and we can walk out of here and talk about this on the ride out of town? Okay? No, this is serious, Tiffany said out of frustration. No one is leaving this house until someone explains to me why, why this 
why this is my life, why everything I've ever loved is now gone. And all I have left in this place are painful memories, memories of a hate-filled, vengeful and delusional mother, an abusive, manipulative father, a stranger who killed the one love I've ever known, then later turns around and allows me to get vengeance on the very two individuals who started me on this hell-filled roller coaster ride that is my life. What is this shit show? What am I supposed to do with this disaster of a life? Tell me, Kevin, what am I supposed to do with this? I honestly don't know, he replied. But what I do know is, I will stay by your side and help you figure it out if that will be okay with you. Tiffany didn't know how to respond to that. It wasn't the answer she was looking for, but it was a step in some direction to get some type of answers. He seemed somewhat sincere, and he had been trustworthy enough up until this point, considering... She took inventory of her surroundings and decided it was best to leave with Kevin rather than kill him and have to face his partners alone. She reluctantly and hesitantly agreed. He took her by the arm and walked her down the stairs towards the front door. Don't touch the handrails, Kevin reminded her. They exited the house and met their partner outside. He confirmed that Jesse's mission was successful and he was out the house with the money and waiting back in the van. Kevin looked down at his watch. It read 4.35 a.m. Perfect, he thought. Let's get out of here, Kevin stated, and they began to hustle back to the van. Kevin jumped in the passenger side and the rest of the crew jumped in the back. The driver did one final look around the vehicle to ensure everyone was accounted for. He then drove away from the property. He continued to drive towards the main road, away from the crime scene, and towards freedom. Kevin noticed Tiffany's shoes near his feet. He reached down and handed them back to her and said, I believe these belong to you. She grabbed the sneakers from Kevin's hands and instantly felt love. She felt the rush of warm feelings flowing through her veins. One last piece of her old life had survived that night. A small token of Javon's love lived in those shoes. She no longer cared why he had behaved so irrationally earlier that night. She knew he truly loved her. The rest was irrelevant. She eagerly began to put them back on her feet. So how are you? Kevin continued. Tiffany stopped tying her shoes and looked up. I'm good, she paused, then continued. I feel free. Like a bird has been lifted. I'm free, she screamed. Kevin just smiled and continued. How's the treasure looking, Jesse? Does $50,000 in jewels and cash sound like a good night to you guys? 
They all screamed and hugged in excitement. They continued to drive out of Lawrenceville, past Union City, and into the sunrise. Kevin allowed Tiffany to stay with him over the next three years, at which time she was of legal age to care for herself. With Kevin's help, she was able to become mentally, physically, and financially stable. She lived out the remainder of her days as a traveling healer and fixer, giving hope to the misfortunate and justice to all abusers that crossed her path. Tune in next week for another original tale. Will we explore the beauty of fantasy and magic? Are the dark worlds of demons and vampires? Or maybe we'll tug on your heartstrings with a story of love and romance. The only way to know for sure is to tune in. Thank you again, and you've been listening to Storytime with Jamie S.